everyone and welcome to the first episode of the second season or series, if you're so inclined, of His Dark Materials on HBO and BBC. Mm -hmm. And this episode is called The City of Magpies. I'm your host, Cecily. I'm your co-host, Alexis. And welcome, everyone. Hello, Um, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, back. I knew we did the preview episode, but this is this is a lot of fun. I love doing this podcast with you. Yeah, it's it is fun. A lot of stuff has happened mm-hmm. between the last recording yeah. of the actual <laughs> the full episodes, but yeah, we're back. Let's do this. You ready to <laughs> a lot of stuff enter a world of yeah. magic and mystery? Yes, yeah. exactly. Fantastic. Yes, I'm ready to escape this actual world that we're living in at any point. Yes. So yes, you know please. what. I think we should make this a productive podcast because productive podcasts are generally reviewed well, <laughs> in the words of Mrs. Coulter. <laughs> uh, All right. And so, what does productive podcast mean? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever Miss Coulter means by productive, we just okay. give the people the information that they want. Gotcha. So, uh, right up front, we've got some really neat updates to the opening sequence like the the credit sequence that is is mostly the same as last year but they've added some hints to what's happening this year staircases and you know subtle hints towards what's happening here (laughs) in this season what do you think yeah lots of knives and angels and they have the tower front and center Mm -hmm. which tells me that they may not get out of this city um, in this season. Yeah. If that's what they're leaning so heavily on. Yeah, or it'll just be a, a huge focal point. I don't know. But you're right. They can't feature at that in the opening <laughs> sequence and not make it like resolve in the next episode. Also, they spent so much time and money custom actually creating that entire set that entire city they just made it really it's not like they filmed somewhere yeah because it had to look you know sort of vaguely mediterraneany but it also needed to have a little little bit of an otherworldly element to it mm-hmm. and I, you don't usually get those two things no at the same time they're not naturally occurring things not naturally occurring <laughs> so that's why there are so many cool patterns and the stairs, just stairs stairs everywhere yeah. yes definitely yeah, no, I, I wasn't aware of that. I figured that most of it was like actual architecture that existed out there somewhere. I know. They did a great job. Yeah. It looks like it looks real. It has a presence to it. Um, uh, Kind of surprising that they are willing to invest this much in the show. I guess from the BBC standpoint that maybe they get higher ratings and things, but HBO doesn't seem invested in this much at all. Yeah, it was the first uh, like sliding placard thing on the HBO app. Yeah, this week, but I highly suspect that will not be the case going forward. If it was anything like last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did and I still, it. I you know, I prefer to watch things on my laptop. And mm-hmm. as of a few hours before recording this, I still couldn't find the episode on HBO Max on my computer. Wow. So. It's that's crazy. It's weird. We couldn't we uh, we are not we. I would say I had trouble finding like the premiere date even mm. like a week before because they're just, you know, they weren't updating their pages and uh yeah, I love the show, so I hope they keep it going. And It seems like most of the promotional work they were doing was on Twitter for some reason, which is what I'm yeah. on like every hour of the day so <laughs> right. i saw that stuff like twitter was my official source of information this season yeah, yeah. it's really good they're also posting these extra little vi- that's how i knew about the mm-hmm. the fact that they created the whole city just from scratch is because they're posting little production videos like that yeah that's on their great. twitter yeah it's awesome <laughs> at least we're getting some some great sources somewhere so yeah girls can't be choosers i guess <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they just have to be very specific. Yeah. Outside of the opening credit sequence, 
We've got an opening sequence with a witch who I think might be uh, Queen Shoddy. Am I saying that right? Got it written down somewhere else. Yes. Um, she's talking about the prophecy again. Mm-hmm. To remind all of us viewers that there is a prophecy in play and that things are happening and people are doing things for reasons. And she says something about the prophecy claims that we have to destroy the world or make it anew. And that kind of makes me wonder, like, which world? Which world are we trying to preserve? Because there are right. three that we know of mm-hmm. confidently, factually are happening. But, sure. you know. Uh, Lyra even supposes that there are more than that. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Are they saying world as more of a? Does the word world in this world encompass yeah. all of these different realities? Like, are is all of this connected in some way? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're at least a little bit connected, as right. we've seen, but connected as a greater whole. Yeah. Um, um, maybe remains to be seen. What worlds, the prophecies, and, you know, um, the the, the witches inhabit exactly one world that we know of for sure. So are they prophesying about all the other worlds? I don't know. It's interesting. Something to think about. (laughs) Yep. A little season opener tease. Yeah. So uh, this season, we've kind of broken down all of the... Instead of going like scene by scene this year, we are going to discuss the, kind of the the major plot points here, like the what Lyra's doing, what the witchers are doing, what the Magisterium is doing, so we can sort of keep all of that um, a little bit better arranged, yeah, organized, organized, organized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The way that the the editor of the show or the editors of the show are doing it. It seems like at the beginning of an episode, they cut back and forth mm-hmm. between, I guess, the boring scenes to make them more exciting right. by cutting them between each other. And then toward the end, you get the longer, like, this is what this episode is here for right. scenes. Yeah. So because it does that, because there are so many chops and edits, it's just a, a pain in the butt to keep all the stuff straight. So I definitely like this organization idea. Yeah, because I want to I want to stay focused on what everyone's actually doing and what we're learning from them. So let's mm-hmm. talk about Lyra first. So Lyra arrives on the other side and she spends some time getting to this Sitagasa. Am I saying that right? Chitagasa. 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 <laughs> Teach us some Italian tonight. <laughs> Um, so they're in Italy in this world somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, vaguely Mediterranean. Is yeah, where they are. something like that. And yeah. and Will does too. So if we presuppose that they are both in some sort of version of England, where they both have differing versions of Oxford, um, mm-hmm. they both are drawn to this uh, Chirigatze. So I'm wondering where. First of all, where they both came through this portal into this brand new world we haven't seen before. And mm-hmm. also how they were drawn to this particular city. Yeah, how they were drawn to it or because they didn't necessarily make these doors themselves. Why whoever did make them were drawn to it. Like we know yeah. Azrael is the one who made his door, obviously. Mm-hmm. So why did he make it specifically to this place? Right, you could see it in the sky, which was good, but yeah, but also they didn't cross through exactly there. You know, Lyra didn't cross mm-hmm. through and arrive in Chitagatsa. She right, right. she had to journey a couple of days, and who knew who knows how long Will journeyed before he got there? But it was before Lyra. Mm-hmm. Um, so just questions, but this is definitely the city that matches the photogram that uh, Lord Asriel took. Mm-hmm. When you saw the lights, so yep, it's the city in the sky. Yeah, but I'm willing to believe in magic, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> they both arrive there and they meet up, and there's a mysterious tower in the center of town, which they haven't explored but have both taken interest in. Which I feel like we'll definitely come back around later. 
um, Will snaps a photo of this tower on his phone. Yeah, he has his phone and the battery hasn't died yet, even though he's been here three days. <laughs> yeah. I hope he has the correct Anbaric outlet adapter for his charger. That's, <laughs> that, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, um, I like I like Lyra's Lyra and Will's meeting, by the way. Yeah. She I like kicks that she just put him into an, an arm bar. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Some kind I think of arm so. hold. Yeah. Amazing. And he was totally chill about it. He's also amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's got the background to be uh you know, surprised by women in his life, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with his mom, there's you know, he's prepared for anything. Yeah. So they arrive in the city that's uh has been hurriedly abandoned and we don't really know why. Um we meet some other characters later who give us a little bit of background, but really not much. Um, but, you know, when when Lyra and Will first meet, he is admittedly pretty spooked by an animal <laughs> that not only represents one half of a person's soul, but also talks. Yeah, that's not I don't think that's something that we see every day unless it's on a, a TV show. <laughs> It really shows the, I guess, maturity of Will's character that he, even after they have this kind of explosive first meeting mm -hmm. and Lyra takes off because he doesn't have a demon and that freaks her out mm -hmm. actually more than him seeing her demon. But he still takes the time to kind of hunt her down and apologize to her very gently. Right. Like a little gentleman. <laughs> Yeah, it's not only uh, out of desperation, but also, you know, he, Will's a good guy. That's the impression I'm getting. Yeah, he's I'm a good getting. kid. Yeah. He's mature. I guess that's why the specters are haunting him or starting to haunt him. Yeah. He's they said he was on the edge. Yeah. Two adult qualities. Mm-hmm. Mm, they'll get you in trouble being adulting too hard, you know? Adulting too hard. <laughs> adulting so hard, the specters get you. You hate to see it. <laughs> Um, Never grow up. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so Lyra and Will have a lot of differences to cover. Um, there are a lot of similarities, like dust, <laughs> which exists in both <laughs> worlds for completely different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, omelots, <laughs> which in our <laughs> yeah. world aren't made with eggshells. Uh, standing baths, uh, standing living baths. together, mm -hmm. and barracks, Amber, uh, the multi-Oxford verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, double Oxford. Yeah, and a lot of differences, like demons are a huge one. So I, I like the fact that they're setting up that they are finding common ground pretty quickly by mm -hmm. doing these very simple communications. I don't need to see you both comparing books or doing something silly like that. Like just, just having kid conversations. That's just how it goes. I like how some of the things that they're comparing also aren't real. Like Lyra definitely has forks, but she doesn't care. She just <laughs> no, walk around with savage. that omelet in her yeah. hand. I mean, I get it's hand shaped. I'll yeah. give that to her. Yeah. It's also like super greasy. It's like an egg burrito. Yeah. Yeah, but, but grosser. I don't like to. Yeah, I don't like to think <laughs> of that like slippery texture on my feeners. <laughs> yeah. But she's an animal, so. Um, but Will knows how to cook, so it it, it I think it, it makes her feel a little bit more affectionate towards Will in this moment because Roger was a kitchen boy, mm -hmm. and that's a good point. You know, she she trusts. I think she immediately trusts Will, but distrust the fact that she immediately trusts Will. So right. she has to discover that later. Mm -hmm. um, while they're together, they find a couple of other kids, one of them being Bella Ramsey is the name of the actress who played uh, a oh, shit. She was in Game of Thrones. I can't. She was like she a was Mormon. A, she was the lady Mormont. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. So that was cool to see her show up again. She plays Angelica, and her sister is Paola. Paola. And um, do you have any knowledge from the books that's non-spoilery to talk about 
as far as this pairing goes? Mm, not particularly. Do you? Because I, 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 there was so much covered in this episode. I didn't actually <laughs> go back and read all the chapters of the book. No, that's you know, fine. I just have the vague knowledge. But it sounds like you might have something. No, I thought what I'd toss got? it off to you. I, I did some. <laughs> I did some kind of. I, I did some light research, and that means that I wasn't trying to find out anything, but like search up the spellings of names. Sure. And it uh, it seems like Paola was a younger brother in the books named oh, okay. Paolo or something. That would be Paolo. Yeah. Paolo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know okay. how it's... Italians spell Paolo. <laughs> I, well, that one's actually Portuguese. Oh, God. So. <laughs> Just humiliations upon humiliations over here. It's fine. I am I very know. specific life interest. This Angelica character is such a fucking nutcase that she bites the tops off of soda bottles. Yeah, and still has teeth after. Like I couldn't do that shit. Yeah, she is a formidable foe. And she is. That was that was a heavy metal moment. Yeah. So they meet these kids and they get some vague references to things that have happened, like adults fleeing and uh, a Tulio, who mm-hmm. these kids know that was taken by specters. Um, and the way they describe it sounds very similar to an our, well, when I say our world, <laughs> I mean like our world as if we belonged in the His Dark Materials world, Lyra's world. It go. sounds very similar to demon cutting. It does. And like, I think that's not a coincidence. Yeah. They don't have demons, but they're being severed from their souls in some way. And it's only when they become adults, which in yeah. Lyra's world, your your demon settles when you become an adult. So there's still a change. Something happens whenever you whenever chemicals like flip that switch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the impression I'm getting. And yeah. I don't know. In in our current world, it sucks. Can't even imagine having your soul possibly cut out of you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like sucked out of you, like a friggin' Dementor. Yeah, Dementors. Yeah. Dementors. Dementor. Specters. <laughs> demons. Periods. I think they're all the same sort of soul-cutting process. <laughs> I like the way... <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I like the way they animated the Specters. It's sort of like a like an angry cloud of dust, dust bees or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's wild. We talked about them that in the preview podcast a little bit. Like, there's this, yeah. there's this demonic dust that also kind of looks the same when a witch is materializing and immaterializing when they leave. Still dust. Um, yeah, yeah. Still dust. Dust. Dust is it's everything. A conspiracy. But what is it? We still don't know. It's everything. But it's nothing. It's everything. It's nothing. It's sin. It's, it's forgiveness. Maybe not sin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I just want to move on with Lyra's story a little bit. She's Go for it. really reluctant to use the alethiometer anymore. It was something mm-hmm. she trusted deeply, but was given to her by Lord Asriel, someone she cannot trust anymore. It was from Lord Asriel, but it was entrusted to her by the master of Jordan College. So it's got, you know, you can trust it. You know, it's never given you bad information. But also, mm-hmm. like, the source of your information is something to be questioned as well. Yeah, it's reasonable. There's also the fact that, and I think they say this toward the end when she, spoiler alert, she does end up using it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it doesn't tell you every single aspect mm-hmm. of the truth, it only it answers very specific questions. And if you don't ask the right questions or if you don't know to ask mm-hmm. the right questions, you're just you're not going to get that information. And she feels a little bit betrayed by the alethiometer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how old was she supposed to be at this point? 12, 13? Like, can you She's imagine being a 12, 12 or 13 yeah. year old who's trying to ask the exact right questions that's really tough situation to be in it is i wouldn't want to do it i think she definitely should have asked the alethiometer whether she should take a shower 
<laughs> no, I'm gonna say M. I love that was my favorite scene. <laughs> I I also what what was it that Pan said? He said something to that to that effect too. It didn't need you didn't need an alethiometer to tell yeah. you that. Yeah. And he smells her clothes later while she's in the shower, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yes." So, so cute. yeah, I love it. So uh, we'll talk about the demons. I have a special section to talk about all the cute animals. Don't worry. Fantastic. Um, so she does use it eventually to ask about Will. And he finds out he is a murderer. And But the good kind. Yeah, like but York. the good kind. They really drug it out. It's like, oh, my God, are they really going to do this? They have this whole, like, <laughs> well, she hates him and can't trust him because she didn't figure out what kind of murderer he was. And Right. <clears throat> I, I, I love that. This little bit that was lifted straight from the book, so I was waiting oh. for it. Yeah, nice. It was a. I like the way that they did it. It was cute. Yeah. While she's asking the lithiometer, he's also reading his. Is it his father's old notes, the ones he lifted out of the, like, secret place in his mom's closet? Yeah, it was in like her sewing machine or something. Hmm. Yeah, they're the letters from his dad. Yeah. So he's reading these again for what's probably the thousandth time we haven't seen all of his time spent with these letters but Mm -hmm. i'm sure he spent a lot of time with them and in this place he's getting these visions some kind of like subtle visions of a type of knife (laughs) yeah (laughs) you see what i did there i yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) i did um, sorry guys the second book is titled subtle knife you don't if you don't know that already then what are you doing here (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing here? How dare you be a first time? <laughs> That's the heaviest type of spoiler I will lay upon you. I promise. Um, so at the at the beginning of this book, speaking of the book real quick, mm-hmm. um, this is when the character of Will is introduced. Oh. It goes from the first book, that whole scene with Lyra and her dad and Roger. Mm-hmm. It goes that hard mm. cut. And then suddenly you're talking about a kid who is a this random kid is just in the modern world hmm. whenever you pick up the second book and you're like, what is happening? So I'm actually really glad that the writers uh, for HBO did move Will's stuff back to the first season. So we got an introduction of him at the same time that you're introducing the other characters mm-hmm. because that's logical. <laughs> yeah. It's good storytelling. I could that see always... like if you open up the first three, two or three episodes with just everything we got from Will in the first season, I could mm-hmm. see how people could check out real quick. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just a total shock. Uh, yeah. So, you know, part of Lyra and Will's adventures exploring this uh, seemingly abandoned Siri, or city rather is finding a zombified looking dude getting water. Yeah, he's got those, he's got those face veins. That's how you know he's not quite human anymore yeah yeah and blue face veins yeah exactly um will even says as much in the scene like the specters must have gotten him and um i i I really want to say that i feel like i was a lot like lyra when i was that age but i wasn't she's just so brave and strong but you know uh capable of such compassion that yeah she was very kind she very gently just kind of guided him away from mm-hmm. the, the overfilling water tap to send him back home. And I wonder, you know, how much of Roger she saw in him. Because yeah. Roger was completely... No, not Roger. The other kid. The, the, um, um, the young... Yeah, sorry. The young Egyptian boy, right? Man, if you hadn't have asked me, then I would <laughs> I could have told you immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it Tony? Uh, no, Tony's younger brother. Mm. Billy Costa. Billy, Billy. Costa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Billy was completely helpless when they brought him back. Yeah. Um, this adult male is at least capable of doing simple tasks. Not effectively, but he's doing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Will helpfully says that it must have been the Spectre. So, yeah, we see those similarities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Yeah, just to to finish up their story, even though this is the cliffhanger at the end of the episode, we see a specter moving throughout the city, 
and we have this cliffhanger of it about to eat Will. Like, oh my God, he's a goner. He's a man now. It's, you know, they tried. Yeah. If, well laid plans and all that. If it can see him. Yeah. It's. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's some stuff because the kids can see the specters, I think. Oh. oh. I hope I'm not getting this backwards. The kids can see the specters, but adults can't, and that's how it gets them. They just have this like vague sense of unease. Oh. And then I think they they or is it the other way around? And I, I the implication that I got was that like Angelica and her sister could not see the specters, but adults could. Hmm. So they knew to avoid them by fleeing the city, for instance. Okay. That was that, would, that was the impression I got from just watching the episode. I haven't read that the book. That would make at more all. sense. Or this second book. No, I th- book. I, th- I think you're probably right. Oops. Never mind. Let's <laughs> move on from my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, right. it's cre- it's creeping up on him. He's he's he must be on the cusp. He's closer than we thought he was. Yeah, he smells too mature. But... <laughs> he's going to have to start shaving tomorrow. Yeah, that's the for sure. That's the key. Um, so some fun, some fun things about this Lyra and Will story is that Lyra makes this hilariously crunchy omelette. <laughs> yes, bad. And See, Will, bless so his little heart, bless his heart. He just like he it. accepts it. He's like, hey, you did your own little twist to it. Crunch, crunch, <laughs> crunch. Beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Yeah. He's a good guy. I like Will. Yeah. He's a really good kid. All right, so before we move on to other storylines, I want to talk about demon updates. There were demon updates. A lot of a lot of demons in this. I mean, just one specific demon or a couple. But one specific demon who showed us a lot of forums and was there in a lot of scenes and I really appreciate that HBO listened to our feedback from last year <laughs> because we got Pan as not only a snow ferret. What's the name of that animal? Is it an ermine? Yes. Yeah. And a lynx? Some a bigger snow ferret that's brown? Mm, I think that one is a mongoose? No, it's a shoot. I would have hey, I would have known if you hadn't asked me. <laughs> I didn't look it up because I was like, Alexis gone. is gonna know. <laughs> uh, I failed all of you, including myself. <laughs> it's, it's gonna... I don't remember. It's it's brown and it's bigger. It's yeah. of the same animal family. <laughs> it's got cuter ears. Yeah. Pan is a bird. Pan a mag- is a um, wolf. Specifically a oh. magpie. A magpie, yeah. A city of yeah. magpies. Pan turns into a wolverine. Yeah. Hiss and spit and wolverine. That's a new form. Yeah. And the best part of all, Pan turns into a red panda. A red panda. Oh and my, my first my first thought was how the hell does she know what a red panda is? Because that's... And then, but, hey, because I watched that, like, hey, we created this city from the ground up yeah. video, I know that there was a little sign mm-hmm. next to the jars of that soda stuff Oh yeah, that had a red panda on it. I did say, warning, so, watch out for red pandas that do this. <laughs> Stand on their back see, legs we... and put their hands up. <laughs> Our videos are on so we can see each other, like, going so full. scary. We're scaring uh, each other a lot. <laughs> Look at my beans. <laughs> What's so beans? Oh, they're so cute. They're so, very yes. cute. But yeah, there's a it's a berry that they created for this specific city mm. world thing. And the little mascot is a red panda on the sign. So cute. But you never see it in any shots, I don't think. So just just the one. And Pan just got a crazy idea from seeing a sign. Yeah, of course he did. Um, I love where Pan is immediately willing to engage with Will and ask him questions mm-hmm. and it's be kind. Telling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you can see the look on Lyra's face. Like, you are betraying me, but it is you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pan's like, like her she, little her little conscience. Yeah. She's a stubborn part of herself. And Pan's mm-hmm. the one who's like, well, we, we got to get along somehow, right? Um, yes. And I love them working together later. Like, maybe you yeah. can trust him, you know. <laughs> um, so cute. I would die for Pan's little, his little paws when he's in that white yes. ermine form. Oh, my gosh. But he was, 
I forget what he did. I don't know. They were talking about being able to trust something. And he like nuzzled her arm. Yeah. And then put his little piece she took, on her She stole arm. Will's bed and then. Oh, <laughs> it was so, so cute. It made me want to die. <laughs> yes. Um, I would take a bullet for that demon. Yes. He's I don't want to be over dramatic, but I will. Um, Will has a demon. He just doesn't know it yet. Yep. Can't see it. Uh, uh, that leads me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Is Will's demon the cat that led him through the portal? Is is that the same cat that was being attacked in Chittagatsa? <laughs> Chittagatsa. I'm doing it wrong, too. That E is wrong. Chittagatsa. There we go. Um, Yes, that was the same cat. I don't know if it's mm. a spoiler for me to answer that question or not. So. It might be. If it's positive, but that's a that's the that's the idea I'm getting. That's what they're laying down. With me having no knowledge, that's that's what I think is happening. Okay. Um but hey, there's this cool thing and we're not being paid by anyone. <laughs> there's this cool <laughs> app where you can figure out what your demon is. Yes. I well, in theory, I have some thoughts about that. Yeah. But yeah. It's uh, called My Demon with the weird A. D-A-E-M-O-N. Yes. My demon and me. I was trying to do my Sharona, but my demon. My my, my demon. Okay. Yeah. You had to add a (laughs) syllable. It's the only way that worked. Yeah. Uh, Yes. The My Demon app. And you can answer some questions at the beginning that will lead you to a demon which is meant to be yours. It has its own little name, its own coloring, all this stuff. I don't know if it is possible to not get a chameleon (laughs) because (laughs) in like three or four tries of this app, I tried it myself twice. The questions aren't always the same. Mm -hmm. So if you reset it, it's actually pretty useful. And I got a chameleon both times. And then Cecily did it on my phone. I reset it again. (laughs) I do not have an And she got a chameleon too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cecily does not have... Cecily has Android. Ooh, my so. little furry one. Or amphibian. <laughs> oh, you've been thinking about that this whole time. I have time. been. I have been. I'm sorry. I should have just been talking. <laughs> I was just talking to myself. Oh, it's, it's no, fine. The it was listeners nothing important. Are listening, Chameleons. I am Kalia try, try the, app, the chameleon. Get a chameleon. I get a chameleon. You Android. Was yours named Kalia as well? Or they no, make up mine a was mine was Draken. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. They do make up a new one every time. Still bullshit. That's I don't think I'm a Android. chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. Or a gecko. Was, <laughs> I, I feel like the answers you gave to the questions were pretty different from mine. Hmm. And you still got a chameleon. Yeah, here so we try are. it. Try it and tell us about it. I want to know <laughs> if you can actually, because I saw like the silhouette of a snow leopard right before my last question. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a boss. And then a, a lizard. There was a lizard looking at me with those weird like scaly rotaty eyeballs that mm. chameleons have where it looks mm. like a uh the zoom lens on a camera like it's a telescoping lens crazy yeah, yeah it's weird they got weird eyes <laughs> anyway not a leopard so all right well if you guys try out this app let us know if you get different results because we are very interested in everyone's furry little or non-furry animals whatever furry they are we're just interested in or animals. scaly all the animals, yes. I want to see them. And the bugs, too. I'm cool with bugs. I don't know what. Eh, just at me. The cardinal. I'll see The it. cardinal's got a bug, so that's confirmed as an option, I guess. Yeah, he had a, mm, had a dragonfly. Had. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get there, um, I want to talk about the witches. They have this badass tree communal, which I would mm-hmm. love to be a part of. <laughs> it looks really cool. <laughs> Speaking of people who can at me. <laughs> the hair, the outfits, the cloud pines, all on point. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, the cloud pines. We understand this show's depiction of cloud pines yes, now. In two very to, different ways. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out for the longest time. Because in the book, it's like actual pine branches that they carry around with them. Oh. You know, like witches. Yeah. But here in the show, like their broom or something? Is, it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in the show, it's embedded in their skin. Yeah. 
metal as hell. So that explains all those like weird veins and stuff that we were seeing on their backs. Exactly. We thought there were kind of like tattoos or imprints or something like that. And there's mm-hmm. someone who has a storage of their individual client or clown <laughs> cloud pines. So <laughs> yeah, it makes sense why they have so many to offer, which right. they do to Lee at this scene and mm-hmm. why it's so painful to have them taken away, which we see in the, you know, the magisterium scenes, but Lee Scoresby and Hector are working to help Lyra and that is their singular focus, but they are drawn to where the witches are meeting somehow. Would you look at that? Um, mm-hmm. Which kind of seems seems like. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a mirror of Chigatsi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems like this this city in the sky, which mm-hmm. looks exactly like it, but it's different because the witches are meeting at the at the top point of this um, mountain shooting out of the ocean. Did you get mm-hmm. that same impression? Yeah, I could see that. That it's like, you know, opposite but different. Mm-hmm. So they weren't planning to head there, but um, Serafina Pecola says that, they, says that they were invited. So I think that's what drew the winds in there. Yeah. Um, while Lee is there, he says that he is searching for a Stanislaus Grumman, a mysterious character who has an object that offers magical protection. And... I'm wondering how he's heard of this person, how he knows of this object. Um, you know, Lee is a uh, world-weary traveler, so I'm assuming that he's just drawing on old knowledge, but we haven't seen him meet with anyone or learn anything new recently. He just got yeah, ideas. I'm, I'm wondering if that's a last season thing. Yeah. Maybe we should look that up. Yeah, maybe we should. Alexis, maybe we should. No. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Fair I, enough. I feel like we would have talked about it before if he mentioned it, but I, I'm uh, well, honestly, yeah, I'm afraid to look did. it up too much because <laughs> I don't want to get spoiled on anything. Right. Um, anything more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't Google. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have even said it. No, never don't mind. Do it. Don't even tell them how to search things on the internet. Don't do it. Nope. (laughs) I'm not even going to mention that if you look something up, you're going to get spoiled for something else. So Serafina Pecola is back and better than ever. She's got the coolest hair. Yeah. It's Um, a cool headpiece. Yeah. She does this really cool trick where she does this like hand motion and she pulls and I assume she pulls out a piece of cloud pine from within her body and offers it to Lee to Mm -hmm. get in touch with her at any point, which she gave the same thing to Lyra last season. Right. And gave it to this guy who has a, like, storage facility for all of their (laughs) cloud pines. Um, Yeah, she saw uh, some dude on the side of the road, and he looked kind of like he might need some help in the future, so she just, like, (laughs) she saw a guy at Kroger. (laughs) (laughs) She saw a girl at the park who looked like like she dropped her ice cream cone. And she really wants to prevent future ice cream accidents. So she gave one to her, too. Yeah. Just handing them out like (laughs) business cards. I don't know what happens in this process. Like, is the entire tree cut down and you just insert all of the branches into your skin and just hand them out at will? Um, But if they're ever taken from you, that is a huge thing. Yeah. If you can give them out, but you can't get them taken. Because the first one that's taken, you lose your power to fly. Seems like a pretty shitty deal, but what do I know? It's a pretty bad deal. And they're like poking out of their skin. You know somebody on the subway or something is going to have tweezers because yeah. it's the subway. Or, I mean, it's a whole branch they're sticking out of your skin. Just like, let me take my yeah, fingertips and exactly. just pinch. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's like you have a skin tag or something. Like, gotta yank it. <laughs> Caught you drinking you some water. Try to I make know. me choke. On my La Croix. On your La Croix. <laughs> Unintentionally, I assure you. I don't want to have to look for a new co-host. <laughs> I don't want to have to pull people's pine clouds out of their skin. But oh, if I see it like a like a pimple that's about to pop, I'm just going to... 
I went up to you on grossness. Uh, it's yucky. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to activate anybody's No, like, don't. Let's move on. Trictophobia. <laughs> so Queen Scotty, Ruta Scotty, shows up and begs for help with Katya. And she is the witch who's being interrogated by Mrs. Coulter. Mm-hmm. And we don't really get a resolution to that conversation between the witches. We see it played out between their hawk demons. Are they right. all hawks? Falcons? Hawks? I think Ruta's, uh, it looked like an eagle, wasn't it? Wasn't that a bald eagle? It wasn't a bald eagle. It might have been some mm. g- a golden eagle or something like that. I thought they were all like oh, hawks okay. or birds of prey. Yeah, least. they're all very fierce birds. Um, we see that conversation played out between them. Um, and I really love that they offer the second layer of communication because you and I could be talking and you and I could be not being honest with each other because mm-hmm. maybe there's like shame or uh, emotions, things that get in the way. But if our demons are off talking separately, then it's just like total communication. And I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, it's um, like your subconscious is speaking to each other. That's like mind blowing. Exactly. Awesome. Like Lyra is not willing to be honest with herself about wanting to be friends with Will. But Pan mm-hmm. isn't. Pan is all for it. So I really like that. I, I feel like I could definitely get you in trouble at some point. But definitely. Um, Plus just having but I'm, that weakness. Yeah, that too. The, the like separate if you, demon from your body. Yeah, like if you and your demon are both being deceptive, then that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge breakdown in communication. Queen Scotty goes off to find and presumably save Katya. But I think, I don't know, I, we didn't get this conversation from the Hawks, but I think that she knew, and I think they all really knew, that it was a doomed cause. Because you either need, you know, a huge legion of witches to take over this uh, submarine at least, or a fleet mm-hmm. of submarines at most. And that would be kind of overwhelming. Ballvanger was kind of a special event, I think. Them, you know, swooping in to kill everyone because Lyra was involved. But Lyra is not involved right now, so it's just not something that feeds into or that, you know, fulfills the prophecy in any way. So she goes to her and she does a mercy killing, which is um, she, I think she's grateful for. She called out for her in her final moments. But Queen Shadi also heard, I'm sorry, Queen Scotty also heard her final proclamation that Lyra Balakwa or Lyra Silvertongue was not her true name. Mm-hmm. Um, but she kills her, kills no less than three guards, and also, you know, gives a terminal blow to the cardinal himself. Right. In those moments. Um, and that is mildly interesting. <laughs> Those are before we get into like the magisterium politics and all of that. I just think that's interesting the way that played out with the witches. Um, yeah, if I, I don't know, I get where she's coming from, but she's also a queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she might, you know, she, I, I assume that Katya is from her tribe. Or what do you call it? A coven tribe? Something like that? Oh, they said said it in the... Yeah, I think it was clan. So Queen Scotty obviously feels some sort of, you know, allegiance to Katya. And maybe that's because she's a witch, but probably because she's part of her clan. Because not only is she alone in this mission, she doesn't have her subordinates with her. Like, I assume that queendom comes with... A number of witches in your area right that mm-hmm. you are the queen of yeah and she can't get support from other queens and she's going off on her own and maybe i'm making too much of this but that, that was the impression i got no you're making i think just the right amount exactly. of it because yeah. it is it's fairly important like she i feel like she always knew she was on a mission to do a mercy killing and was just making a last ditch attempt to 
try. I also think uh, the Magisterium has been after witches for forever because, of course, they have. Mm -hmm. uh, they hate anything that is even remotely cool so, <laughs> right <laughs> of course they've been after the witches and seraphina's whole deal as a queen has been to avoid them where possible mm -hmm. just avoid them and let everything happen as it happens where ruda's whole thing is she wants to fight back it's not just getting her her witch back it's or you know, doing the mercy killing, it's the greater, the greater cause of fighting back against the Magisterium because she's mm -hmm. sick of their oppression and bullshit. Yeah, that's fair. And I think I, if you stuck around for the preview, they showed some things happening between yeah. Magisterium and Witch. <laughs> so I did. It's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to our spoiler preview because, uh, or not spoiler preview, but our just our preview cast because. Um, get some ideas about what they are telegraphing us will mm -hmm. happen this season. Do you have any more I, thoughts on the witches? So, fun fact. The actress who plays... Oh, I was going to say Ruta, because that's her name. But no, there are two Rudas. There is Queen Ruta. It's a real Ruta. And there is... There's real Ruta. And real there's Ruta, Ruta Gedmentis, who plays Serafina Pekla. Uh, it was her birthday, the day that they were recording the coven scenes. Hmm. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, forced all of the cast to sing happy birthday to her. <laughs> did you learn this on Twitter, too? I did. I did. <laughs> you know, I if follow... Lin-Manuel weren't involved, I wonder if their Twitter would be as active. Yeah, that's a good question. Because he's because it wasn't he the one doing... that broke the news of like the bear heads and the everything <laughs> yeah, last he was. Season? Yep. He's like always... He's always background recording stuff when he's not actively on set. Gosh, I never thought I'd think my Amazing. lucky star is that Lin-Manuel was behind the scenes on the show, but here we are. Oh, so full of salt. I am. I'm a salty, like I'm, a salty a... I'm a salty witch. Yeah, I was going to say clam, but that would be bad. Let's say oyster because it's less immediately. <laughs> not <laughs> sexually What's... suggestive or. Exactly. What's the word? What's the word for? Sexist anti-feminism <laughs> no 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 a euphemism oh yeah that word i don't think too. i don't think oyster is a euphemism but clam definitely <laughs> is it definitely is all right so we've got one final faction to talk about here this week the magisterium yep. um kind of kind of the least interesting faction this week yay. despite all the things that happened yeah i think they're i still think they're really cool because they have not only airships, which I, you know, I, I really talked a lot about last season, how much I love their steampunk technology, mm -hmm. but they have submarines too now. I do. So cool. <laughs> little, little vaguely Christian sub submarines. <laughs> yeah. As, as much good as it will do you to have all of these airships when a witch can just fly in and do whatever the fuck they want. And a single mm -hmm. one can kill five people in yeah. one, a single visit. So, yeah, maybe up your steampunk technology. So we start with the Magisterium and at least three fathers with the Cardinal who refuses to accept that this rift is even happening or that it has happened. But let's just let's just put a cork in it. Just fuck it. <laughs> yep. Let's just plug it up and... Say it was, it was nothing. It was an air balloon or what? No, it was a weather balloon. <laughs> it was a weather balloon. It was yeah, uh, yeah. It was a, a trick of the light or something like that. I refuse to go look and verify, but that's what I believe it is. Yeah. Um. This, all of these horny, horny men are so <laughs> taken in by Mrs. Coulter that she yeah, can just she... make mistake after mistake and accuse them of making bigger mistakes. Mm-hmm. And still wield this power over them because she, I mean, she's, she's a very clever woman, you know, and you can see that in, in, well, I don't want to speak ill of Lyra, <laughs> but you can tell that this sort of ingenuity is why Lyra is so resourceful as she is. Asriel and Mrs. Coulter as her parents is 
an intimidating duo to have as parents. Yeah, even without even without them directly raising her. Right. There's something genetic there. Yeah, exactly. And even the small amount of influence they did wield over her, like Lord Asriel's infrequent visits and Mrs. Coulter's tutelage of Lyra for, what was it, weeks maximum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So <laughs> this cardinal is so easily influenced by not only a glass of wine, but by having this very attractive, powerful woman kiss his ring, which was so gross. Kisses ring in a very specific way, oh. I have to say. She, like, wrapped her lips God. around that thing, which, of course, she did. That's yeah. what she was going for. But, yeah, it was That's a woman unpleasant. who wraps her lips around a ring of a man she does not know is about to be stabbed. Otherwise, this would not happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was a jeweler in a former life, and I guess a little bit now, too. And I know mm-hmm. how crufty rings get yeah. because of hand lotion and, like, just washing your hands and dirt and or people who don't even bits. have standing showers. Lots of people kissing it all the time. Oh god. Yeah, and she put her mouth on that. Yeah, I'm surprised that she was still alive at the end of this episode. Frankly, <laughs> it's so weird to watch this when we're in the middle of a pandemic too, because it's like, Ugh, oh yeah, god, everyone's so close together, but not you're gonna put your his hands to your face when you shouldn't even mm-hmm. touch your face with your it own looked hands? like that was yeah it looked like that was her wine yeah. that she was giving to him so she's yep. sharing a glass with him i it's we live in different times just nope on a rope <laughs> so in the same scene we see that father mcphail has a bruise on his face that i cannot remember is this did you notice this like yeah, he got punched in the face. Right yeah, in the somebody somebody socked him one. And it's been a while since the last season. And if I it was read... Mrs. Coulter, I think I would remember that. Yeah, yeah. I would hope. I don't think it's too important. I don't think people will give us too much shit for not remembering. But I did need to call it out because it was, you know, it was more than like a a makeup trick that they missed because we see it in multiple scenes. I just yeah, it's um, definitely it's definitely a bruise. Yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. I can't remember how I got it. Ooh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> notice it when I watched the episode. I don't I don't know how I didn't notice it. Um, so Mrs. Coulter in the scene takes on the task of interrogating the witch Katya, and she says, you know, feel f- in such a really gross way says, feel free to punish me however you feel fit mm. if I don't get this job done. And what do you know? The tables were turned in her favor this time. So lucky her, I guess. She yeah. got some information, which she didn't know before, which is helpful for her. But also, she gained even more power in the process. Mm-hmm. So she goes to interrogate this witch. <laughs> she removes all of her jewelry, including her clip-on <laughs> earrings, because shit is yeah. about to get real. And um, we see her pull out, one by one, the cloud pines in the witch's skin. And she walked toward her, like, clicking the tweezers very yeah. ominously. It's yes. the most scared I've ever been of tweezers. Yeah. So. I was like, tweezers coming towards me in an, in an interrogation session? I'm like, eh. But if you're going to uh, pull you can, out my power through my skin, ah! <laughs> you can pluck a lot of things with tweezers, ma'am, that you yeah. probably wouldn't want plucked. Start with the eyelashes and then just go from that nose hairs. Are you kidding me? You know how much that hurts? Oh, my God. Do you work for the CIA? You are creeping me <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I just have eyelashes and nose hairs that I have to pull out sometimes. So I know how painful they are. Yeah, same. I do. <laughs> I do feel the same way. Sometimes the eyelash goes wrong and you just got to pluck it and it's not torture, but it is. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I have a couple that grow like straight out for some reason. Yeah. And when every time I blink, my upper and lower eyelashes like try to knit together. Yeah. I I hate it. I hate the way it feels. I had a lower eyelash uh, like last week that curled into my eye. No. And as much as I try to like tame it, I I just got to do what you got to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Coulter's big questions are, and I don't know where she started with the questioning, but she did start immediately with pulling out one cloud pine, 
which mm-hmm. maybe disabled her from flying because she didn't give that cloud pine up. But we know she wants to know if they are traveling between worlds, what they have told Asriel, what the prophecy is, and what Lyra's real name is. Yeah. Um, And I know you probably can't answer this, <laughs> but... I am really curious, given the finale of the last season, how much information Asriel and Coulter shared between each other, because she had the option to go with him and learn everything, but she needs to torture a witch to learn anything. Um, Yeah. Yes, she would rather do it the hard way, the, the hard way that takes longer, but she has full control over it. Instead of giving over all of her agency to Azrael and getting all the answers, but also being his pet. Yeah. Which is not good. But she's, I don't think she's doing any better for herself right now being a puppet of the Magisterium. No matter how many po- how much power she wields mm-hmm. in feeding men wine and keeping them titulated, um, doesn't seem like she has any of her autonomy. And it seems like she thinks about Lyra often and is kind of envious of how much freedom she has and choice. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting a bit, but, you know, her looking at her pictures that she found in the book of her going back through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's something there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why she's she mentioned to Father McPhail toward the end. In one of the last scenes, when she's trying to get him to do a little uh, squid pro crow, <laughs> I did. That was intentional. So I, I don't want to hear it from anybody. It was, it it was intentional. <laughs> I, I will say this: the first part was intentional. I did not mean to say crow, but whatever. Anyway, squid <laughs> moving pro on. crow. <laughs> yes, they're discussing a quid pro quo, and I forgot my original point. So I'm sorry. Cool. No, I I laughed at myself. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, we start with uh, Father McPhail saying this woman, and then mm-hmm. you know he they had some sort of sexual dance that was happening in the last season, and now she's offering him the chance to absolve himself of sin, and also ascend to some sort of power, but oh yes. I remember what but, I was thinking. But you know, now. she's gonna she's gonna take the sin on herself, and you know, just give her whatever she wants. And I wonder what kind of power that will wield when she already had the cardinal wrapped around her finger. What were you gonna say? Yeah, no. Um, when they're discussing the arrangement, uh, Father McPhail and Miss Coulter, she says that she has her own goals, and he is like, "Yeah, go on." And she says, "No, I, you're, it's private," and I'm pretty sure. That goal is getting Lyra, right? Finding her and getting her back. Yeah. That's what the subtext makes Yeah, me feel no, like. I missed that. That was some sort of subterfuge on her, por- her part because maybe I'm misremembering, but I guess no one in the Magisterium knows that's her daughter, right? right. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah because so they would have saying... to also know that Azrael's the father and... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty pickle for her to be in. Glad that's not me. Same. Glad I'm not but- some sort of shitheel government shill. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Sorry, government's a little bit of a trigger word. Yeah, right same. Now, but same, same for them too. Now I'm now I'm just thinking about uh, current events. So well, let's that's not, not do useful. that. Let's not do that. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. I'm imagining the gif of that squid, like, or the octopus moving across the ocean floor. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> a squid grabbing a crow, you mean? <laughs> squid uh... crow. Crow. Well, thanks everyone for visiting us. We are two very scary pandas that are sorry to scare you so much. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing if, panda arms, is why she's saying that. <laughs> she is. 
If you have any feedback for us for future episodes or on our previous episodes, any corrections to issue, because I'm sure, you know, that's that's a thing that happens to humans and demons alike. You can email us at entertainment at swizzbolt.com. That link is in the show notes. So, you know, try it out there. Let us know how you're thinking of the season and any thoughts you may have. You can also find us on all of social media at Swizzbolt as well. But really, this podcast would not be possible this year without our Patreon supporters. You can Mm -hmm. become a patron if you are not already at patreon.com slash swizzbold. I want to personally thank all of our Fred-level patrons by name right now. Kira Grusho, Jordan Hoyt, Arvind Rao, Laura Luthi, Brandon DeVito, Mark Hahn, Greg Rasp, David Satterley, Jenny, Angelo Morano, Byron Rasmussen, George P. Burdell, James Taylor, Lisa Singleton, and Jared Harrelman. Thanks, everyone, so much for your support, and we look forward to seeing you for the next episode. Yes, get pumped. Get pumped. More more mysteries will be, (laughs) uh, what is it, tangled up. No, that's terrible. Untangled? No, because it's too early. More more dust will be sneaking up behind you in the future? Yes. Thank you all so much for your support, and we look forward to seeing you again a week from now for the next episode of His Dark Materials. Yes, come back. Let's go back into the world of magic and not the world of reality, because reality is so, so whack right now. There are three worlds here for you to choose from, and none of them mirror your own, and that's where I want to be. I don't know about you. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya.